Hey, hi, hello there. My name is Kelly, otherwise known as Skin Queen, and welcome to the Skin Lovers Unite podcast, a place for all beauty therapists, skin therapists, estheticians, cosmetic nurses, and anyone else in the professional beauty industry who wants to learn more about skin science. In these episodes, I'll teach you everything you need to know when it comes to skin concerns, ingredient technology, treatments, and helping you to become the best you can be so that you can achieve the best outcomes for your clients. Are you ready to learn? Let's get started with today's episode. Hello, skin lovers. Hope you are well. Thank you for listening to another episode. I'm so excited to have you here today in my space. I'm happy to be in your ears, all of that jazz. I'm really hyped up today because I've had just such a beautiful, energetic morning. I have been onboarding new clients in my beta testing program. I've had business coaching. I've had coffee. I've taken the dog for a walk. And I was like, okay, it's time to record this podcast. And this is something that I can talk about very passionately. For the last few podcast episodes that I've done, I've actually drafted out like a little notes section um, in a Google Drive folder just so I can keep track of, you know, the main points that I want to talk about. But I haven't done that today because today is something that I can just talk about so passionately and something that I feel so strongly for. And additionally, it came from me having an internet argument with somebody yesterday. (laughs) So typical of me. So I am really opinionated in a good way. Like I'm open and open-minded, but when there's something that I feel really strongly about, I do not care. I will argue with you. And I used to always have to be careful of that when I was working for different skincare brands, because obviously I just wasn't representing Skin Queen. I was representing a skincare brand or a company that I was working for. But now that I'm just Skin Queen, I'm like, no, I don't care because I'm happy to have this opposing opinion. And I'm happy to explain to you why I feel that way. So the topic we're going to be talking about today is acne. And in particular, I'm going to dive deeper into Roaccutane. So let's start by talking about acne. There are lots of different types of acne. And what we commonly see are things like whiteheads, blackheads, papules, and pustules. So a whitehead is when you're having an overactive sebaceous gland and the pore is then sealed and so it's trapping the overactive sebaceous gland or the excess oil and it's creating a beautiful environment for bacteria to start to produce. And that's when we start to see pus. And those are the juicy ones that when you squeeze, they go everywhere. In your blackhead, that's when you have an open comedone and all of that oil is oxidizing. And we all love blackheads. Hopefully you do here. Let me know if you don't. I'm sorry, but I'm a Dr. Pimple Popper addict. (laughs) We then have a papule. So a papule is when you have a little bit of inflammation. It's not quite a blind pimple yet. It's almost like the pimple is coming up. Sometimes it could be sore. Sometimes it might not be fully raised. It might just be a little bit of redness on the surface there. But basically it's when you are having white blood cells and waste production from the bacteria within that little uh, sealed pore. And it's just creating a bit of a infection party in there. 
but not as much as a pustule. So a pustule we're starting to see still a lot of sebaceous gland activity. We're seeing excess oil. We're seeing a lot more inflammation. And basically that bacteria within that pustule is just reproducing. It's having an orgy. It's having a massive party and it's building up and up and up under the skin, which is causing, you know, that edema, that swelling, that erythema, that bit of pain, that bit of sensitivity. Those are your blind pimples. Those are your really angry, active pimples. So what actually causes acne? So many different things. (laughs) And I made a reel about this this week, but it can be really hard to pinpoint the exact cause of acne. You know, for some, it could be hormones. For others, it could be diet related. So it could be that you have an intolerance to dairy, an intolerance to gluten. It could be from sugar. It could be from alcohol. Um, It could be from birth control pill. It could be because it is just that time of the month. It could be because of stress. It could be because of you know, wearing a face mask. It could be because of the makeup that you're using. It's very comedogenic. It could be because your makeup brushes are dirty. It could be incorrect home care. It could be that you're not using home care at all. Um, it could be medication, like just so many different factors. But basically what is happening is it's triggering your sebaceous gland to become overactive. Now, this will happen And it'll start to produce what we used to know as P. acne bacteria, but now it's known as C. acne bacteria or cutie bacterium. So as people or as scientists begin to learn more and more about bacteria and pathogens and all of that sort of cool stuff, they begin to kind of rename it and reclassify it, I guess. So I think they reclassified it from P. acne bacteria to C. acne bacteria in 2018. I should really fact check this before I get on podcast, but I just do this so fluidly and organically. So once again, I'll add the actual um, date on when it changed from P. acne to C. acne in the show notes. But basically when you're having C. acnes, it's producing bacteria within the skin. And so there are a couple of different things that we need to do when we're treating acne. It's one, figure out the cause of that overactive sebaceous gland. Because if we are just treating, you know, the symptom and we're not treating the cause, well, then you're not really going to see a great result, are you? So it's finding out what is causing that overactive sebaceous gland. And then we need to reduce inflammation. Generally, we need to work on barrier function. We could do a bit of exfoliation within the skin using salicylic acid because that really gets in deep in there. We might use some enzymatic. We might get our clients on retinols. We might do some blue light. We might do some um, anti-inflammatory facials. There are so many different things that we can do with acne to treat it, but just to bring it back. The main thing is to actually look at what's actually causing it. Hey there, I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you are a beauty therapist who is hungry to learn more about skin science, skin histology, and skin concerns, and really level up your confidence around treating the skin and getting real results for your clients, then I have something for you. My course, Upgrade Your Skin Science Knowledge in 10 Days. When I first started on my journey, I really struggled to find resources online where I could learn more about the skin that didn't break the bank and really helped me to develop as a therapist. And over the past few years, I've had so many others tell me the exact same, which is exactly why I created it. 
So if you are listening to this and you've been searching for an amazing online resource that teaches you lots about skin, then check out my course, Upgrade Your Skin Science Knowledge in 10 Days. And don't forget to use the code SLU for Skin Lovers Unite, SLU50 to get 50% off your purchase. Now let's get back to today's episode. Okay, so I actually just paused the podcast there because I needed to fact check it right there and then. (laughs) My brain was like, no, what is it? You need to go fact check it now. So I did that. So I pulled out my corneotherapy book and basically on 16th of January, 2018, the European Academy of Dermatology has given rise to the reclassification of P acne to C acne. So this review provided results of the most recent biochemical and genomic investigations that led to new taxonomic classifications of P acne, renamed Cutibacterium acnes, and led to the better characterization of its pylogenic cluster groups. So, you know, periodically microbiologists rename microbial germs as they develop more precise tools to better understand the differences and similarities between species. So very interesting stuff there. All right. So we've spoken about potential causes. We've spoken about what actually happens within the follicle. So we're having an overactive sebaceous gland, but now let's talk about why that actually happens. Why does our skin get tricked into producing more oil depending on whatever the sort of reactions and whatever the triggers are? The reason is because our skin is trying to create a biofilm. A biofilm is an organized community of bacterial cells attached to a surface and embedded into a self-produced extracellular matrix composed of polysaccharides. So this complex protective shell forms a barrier, allowing large clusters of bacteria to survive in harsh environments. So we know that there is good and bad bacteria within our skin. And what they're basically saying is that when we have C. acne bacteria, it's actually good. It's actually a biofilm that's going to help to protect our skin and work in conjunction with our barrier function. So the ability of C. acnes to form biofilms was originally noted back in 2007. So C. acnes that grow in biofilms are more resistant to traditional antimicrobial agents and have greater extracellular lipase activity implicated in chronic inflammation and the severity of acne. So lipase is an enzyme that catalyzes the breakdowns of fats and waters. Um, and these are insoluble long, chi- uh, long chain triglycerides. We can talk about triglycerides in a whole nother podcast episode because that's a whole nother topic that we can delve into. So I just wanted to finish talking about bi- bacteria by saying that certain strains of bacteria are essential to keep our skin in balance, in homeostasis, healthy. And that's why we apply probiotics topically, although there's not enough research to actually support that that is going to benefit our skin, but not all bacteria is bad bacteria. So this leads me to my passion rant. (laughs) This leads me to talking about Roaccutane. So if you don't know what Roaccutane is, it's basically an oral medication that has vitamin A in there and it works at a DNA level to help really repair your DNA and tells your DNA to stop overproducing excess oil. Now, 
a lot of people won't agree with me and that is completely okay. And in fact, a lot of therapists over the years and business owners and trainers have said like, no, Roaccutane so bad. It Fs your skin. It damages your skin. It causes so many bad side effects like depression and suicide. And look, I get it. You know, as skin therapists, we want to treat the skin with the products that we're working with and the treatments that we are working with. However, I'm of the opinion that if something is chronic, so when we talk about something being chronic, it means that you've dealt with it for longer than three months and you've been trying to treat it every other way possible and it's just not going away. And when something is chronic like acne, people are still going to be depressed. People are potentially still going to be suicidal. You know, there's just no end to bad skin sometimes, even when you are using good skincare, when you're having treatments, you might be eating correctly, you might be drinking enough water, you might be on all the supplements. But if the condition is so chronic, sometimes medical intervention is just the best thing. So I actually got into a internet argument yesterday with somebody on Instagram and it was on a post that Skin Fairy had actually posted. So the Skin Fairy, she is a, I believe she's a DMK clinic all the way over in Perth and she was saying that she is pro-Accutane. She was saying that although they've got some amazing treatments and work with amazing products and they've achieved amazing results for acne, that she's still pro-Accutane because it's still needed in some cases. And I commented saying, yes, I totally agree with this. And I've been saying this for years. Reason being is because my partner went through an issue like this. So back when I met him, gosh, how long have we been dating for now? We've been dating for seven years. So when I first met him, he considered himself to have pretty bad skin. I didn't think so, but it got him really self-conscious. And when I got my first job working at a skincare company, I brought home some amazing products for him to use. And I explained to him the importance of using them regularly and consistently, gave him a proper skin consultation. He was doing everything. He was cleansing regularly. He was using a treatment serum. He was using a mask three times a night. He was using retinol. He was moisturizing. He was doing a spot treatment. We were doing peels fortnightly. We even dropped back to doing peels monthly and he was having LED. He was doing absolutely everything and we weren't seeing a lot of improvement within his skin and it wasn't for him lack of trying. I think we were quite consistent with what we were doing for nearly two years. Two years is a long, 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 long time and it wasn't until I went on a trip for work down south and it was to see a dermatologist nurse and she is amazing. She's so knowledgeable. I still chat to her now. And she was saying that she had to go and do a prescription or a follow-up for a client on Accutane. And I was like, oh, what? Why are you putting people on Accutane? Like, you've got amazing products here. Why would you do that? And she was like, well, we just put them on a low dose, like a 0.25. And they're just on it three times a week. And it just helps to reduce the inflammation in the skin. And of course, my natural response was, but it's so bad. Won't they get depressed? Won't they cause, won't they become suicidal? Won't it dry out their skin? It'll be so bad. And she said to me, yeah, but Kelly, this young boy, he's already depressed and 
the reason why his mum brought me in, brought him in is because he has been having suicidal thoughts because of his skin because I think he was 15 or 16 and you know he was becoming interested in girls and he was getting really self-conscious and she said I still use the amazing products like I've still got him on a hyaluronic acid a moisturizer he's still using a mattifying SPF like we're still really focusing heavy on skin health it's just the Roaccutane is going to reduce that inflammation and retrain his sebaceous gland to not be so overproductive because when we can get on top of that we can create some really healthy glowing skins and it was at that point that I was like shit she's got a point (laughs) and it was like a two and a half hour drive so on my drive home I was thinking about it and I was like like I don't know I'm on the birth I was on the birth control pill at that time I was like that has pretty bad side effects but I definitely think it's helped keep my skin healthy for a little while and so I came home and I said to my partner I think you should do it I think you should go see a dermatologist I think you should get a prescription for for Roaccutane and he was like what's changed your mind and I told him and so he booked an appointment he went to the dermatologist he got a low dose of Roaccutane and I think he took it three times a week and he was on it for three months like that was it he only got one prescription filled there is still half an empty box in our bathroom and this was years ago this was nearly like five years ago so he never even completed the full prescription but it just changed his skin so much yes he had insane dryness I remember he was on like a really light oil-free moisturizer at the time because he was like, my skin's oily, I hate it. And then he went to like the thickest, most dense moisturizer ever. And we were getting like really dense um, lip balms for his poor lips that were chapping all the time. But literally three months is all it took. And it reduced the inflammation. It reduced how oily his skin was. And then once he stopped having breakouts all the time, then we were able to start focusing on skin health. So throughout that period, he was still cleansing. He was still using a hydrating serum. He was still using moisturizer. Was he on anything else? Cleansing, moisturizer, hyaluronic. Maybe he was on like an antioxidant serum. Maybe he was on a hydrating mask a few times a night as well. I think we did that. And then from there, we really started to work on the quality of his skin. So I remember he had a few skin needling sessions. We did a few vitamin A peels. He had some LED. Like we just completely worked on the next level of his skin. And I can confidently say now, five years on, that he is so confident in his skin and it's changed him completely as a person, which has been the most rewarding thing to see. You know, and throughout that time, he used to be in such like a closed shell, like really nervous. Like you could just tell in his overall demeanor that he wasn't overly confident back then. And if he listens to this, like shout out to you, Cam. (laughs) I don't know if you noticed that, but I definitely noticed that with you or maybe it was just that as we started to date for longer you got more confident with me either way but you know with healthy skin comes confidence and we know it ourselves when we get a small little breakout we are like oh my gosh the world is ending this is shit we hate this and it could just be one breakout for people who have chronic acne and they've been dealing with severe angry you know pustular acne vulgaris like breakouts all over their face for years imagine what that would do to their self-confidence And so it really changed my mind. 
And now wherever I go, I always, always, always train therapists that know when it is out of our scope of practice, know when a condition is chronic. The reason why I began to say this was because, as I always refer to, I'm a part of a lot of beauty groups on Facebook, and I was beginning to see lots of lots and lots of women commenting in these groups saying, looking for a recommendation for a good dermatologist or a good skin therapist. My daughter or my son or myself, I've just spent thousands of dollars on products that don't work. I've spent thousands of dollars and time having treatments that don't work. They haven't improved my skin. I'm not seeing a result. I feel like I've just thrown money down the drain and I don't know what to do. And, you know, to some degree, it almost discredits the industry. Because if somebody has chronic acne and they're going in and a therapist is like, yep, we're going to clear this. I can promise you the world. And they recommend them four or five products and nothing changes because their condition is chronic. Then, yeah, the customer is going to feel ripped off. And furthermore, it's not going to make you as a therapist or the business that you're working with or your own business look very reputable at all. And that's the most disheartening thing. Where, uh, like, whereas you could just say, look, this condition is chronic. If you've done all this and you're not seeing results, what I would recommend is going and visiting a dermatologist, getting their opinion, because obviously we can't say go get Roaccutane because that's out of our scope of practice, but go get their opinion. If they recommend Roaccutane, we would still be beneficial to work together because your skin is going to be quite dry, impaired, really sensitive. And the dermatologists are really just going to recommend you a Cetaphil moisturizer, which is fine, but it's really not going to nourish their skin and they need more. You know, my partner was recommended Cetaphil as a cleanser and skin therapy. And I was like, no, babe, (laughs) you're not going to be using that in my household. I was like, I'll still hook you up. So we can still focus on nourishing their barrier and, you know, some LED to reduce inflammation, some hydrating facials. If you've got hydro, you could do a hydro on their skin. We can still work with them because Roaccutane is just going to reduce that inflammation within the skin and reduce that sebaceous gland from being overstimulated. What we can do in the clinic is just so much more and we can really help to produce glowing, healthy skin. We can almost be like their cheerleader on the side. Um, So it was interesting yesterday, and I might actually see if I can get the comments up on Instagram as I'm talking to you. I don't know if maybe Skin Fairy did the noble thing and deleted it because we were getting pretty heated there. (laughs) Um, But it was really frustrating because there was a girl on there who wasn't qualified and she was arguing with me over this. And let me just scroll through and see if I can see it. Because I was like, yes, I'm all for this. I think this is really amazing that you're putting it out there. Because as we know, so many people are like, nah, so bad. Um, Basically, this girl was like, did you use Roaccutane? I said, no, my partner did. And I explained the situation I just explained to you. And she said, oh, okay, I see. But did he try chemical peels, lasers, light, paleo diet, carnivore diet, etc. All that stuff and it didn't work. Now, I just wanted to go over that with diet. People will often say that changing your diet can have a massive impact. Now, there is actually not a lot of solid scientific data to say that a certain diet may contribute to the development or the improvement of acne. 
There just isn't. Maybe reducing things out of your diet, such as sugar, alcohol, dairy could help, but there's no solid scientific scientific evidence to say that one diet is going to help acne over another. Because acne is a chronic skin condition and a skin disease of the pilosebaceous unit, of the sebaceous gland. So diet alone, I was like, oh, girl, don't rub me the wrong way. And I said, yes, he did trial that and we still didn't see any results. Sometimes when acne is chronic, medical intervention is best. And she said, I'm surprised you weren't able to get it clear. I think a good dermal therapist can clear up any skin. And I was like, oh, okay, well, are you qualified? Like, what's your degree And what's your experience with Accutane? And she said, no, I just research on Google and see results from estheticians who can treat acne without drugs. And I was like, oh, girl, please. And, you know, if you're like me right now, you're having a big eye roll moment as well. So I was just like, so you're not qualified. And she was like, anyone can find this information. There's endless resources showing up online on how to get clear skin from severe acne without any drugs. All I replied was, okay, hun. <laughs> I feel like when, you know, when you don't want to put energy into things anymore, okay, hun. It's just like the ultimate comeback. You're just like, whatevs, whatever you want to think. Because until you've actually worked with the skin and until you've actually had a client or had a family member or had a partner or had a child who's actually experienced that severe acne, you know, I don't think you're really qualified to talk about it. And what's Google got over my qualifications and my experience? So I'm going to sign off there because I think I've had my passion rant now. Hopefully this has given you a little bit more confidence around Roaccutane. You know, still I see so many therapists who are quick to shut it down. It's nothing to be feared. You know, with anything these days, things evolve. You know, Roaccutane back in the 90s is completely different to how it's recommended now. It's not one size fits all. You know, there are different doses. I've even got girlfriends who I was like, just get on Roaccutane for a few months and once again has completely cleared their skin. So it's not the devil (laughs) and we can still work on skin health. Just know when something is chronic, it's best to recommend them to get medical intervention because you don't want to let down your client. You don't want to ruin your reputation and you know it's always best to under promise and over deliver we've got to be realistic at the end of the day hope you've loved this episode I know that I'm posting this on a Thursday but from Monday there'll be a new episode Monday and Wednesdays will be our time together I'm so excited to chat to you more about cool things like this things that I can get really passionate about have a beautiful weekend and I will chat to you soon thank you so much for listening to today's episode If you enjoyed it or learned something new, be sure to share this on Instagram and tag me at Skin Queen. That's queen with three E's and I'll be sure to repost you. Have an amazing day and stay moisturized.